0: Mystery Mondays. Mystery Mystery Mondays. Mystery Mondays. Mr. Mondays. Mondays. Monday, Monday. Mystery Monday. Loves, day, mystery Monday. Mr. Monday. Mr. Monday. Mr. Monday. Mr. Monday. Mystery Monday. Mr. Monday. Mr. Monday. Mr. Monday. Monday. Monday.
1: Monday. 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 Monday.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mystery Mondays, the show where every week we address a new mystery, mm. and we figure out what may have happened. I am not your usual host, Obadiah Pennywhistle. He is currently... Where, where's Where's Obadiah this week? Where should we say he is? The Isle of Hombre. The Isle of Hombre, the Isle mm. of Men, is mm. uh, gone to the Isle of Man to meet up with his fellow um, birds. <laughs> He's gone bird-watching for the week. He's That's gone bird-watching he in the Isle of Hombre. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So we're here to deliver a Mystery Monday's mystery. Mm. So last week, obviously, we did the... Uh, I think uh, Obadiah brought in the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, that was really interesting. Mm. That was really cool. But I thought this week we could we could do a similar sort of lines and we could go and aim... For what inspired the Zodiac Killer? Ooh. So this week we're doing Jack the Ripper.
1: Oh, Jack the Ripper! Mm, Jack the Ripper!
0: Ah, London man. Yes. Um, I feel like this is sort of a case that everyone knows, mm. but once it like like we we're saying yes uh, last week with Z- the Zodiac that there's so much to know that you're never going to know everything. Mm. I spent so long like researching this, and I still have no clue <laughs> who it could be. But I've basically just got like I've written down everything about the murders that I could find, everything about the main suspects, and uh, everything about well the notes that you left, mm. which is pretty cool. So when,
1: when when was it? When did it actually take place? It was in 1888. 1888. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's. Even just being in that time period, in that time frame, mm. um, clues and evidence mm-hmm. and all of those things must have been harder to track, trace, and record.
0: Yeah, they had so. no forensics or mm, anything like that, so they no couldn't like, not couldn't even get like um, th- fingerprints or anything no. on like any of the murder weapons that were just like left around, or mm. he like he was smearing blood on like walls <sighs> and stuff after his like killings. They just couldn't like get anything from it.
1: Must have been so much easier to murder someone back then. Yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent. Especially <laughs> when in Whitechapel, because I think in Whitechapel it's like such a maze of just different um alleyways mm. that you could literally just do it and then just sneak away off into all these alleyways. Yeah, and you break knew off. the area so well. Exactly, and everything. exactly. So let's get into it. I'll, I'll read it as I wrote it. So. The case of Jack the Ripper is one that everyone knows. The mystery of the Whitechapel murders have baffled the public for over a century, and no one still knows who the infamous killer was. Today, I'm going to break down everything we do know, however, and take a look at some of the most popular suspects. The Jack the Ripper murders occurred in the East End of London in 1888, and although the Whitechapel... Murderer was only a threat to a very small selection of the community in a relatively small part of London. The crimes had a huge impact on society as a whole. Indeed, by focusing the attention of the of the press and the public at large on the streets, uh, one of London's poorest areas and most crime-ridden quarters, Jack the Ripper, whoever he may have been, managed to expose the sordid underbelly of Victorian society, and in so he helped develop an, an awareness amongst the wealthiest citizens of london of the appalling social conditions that had been allowed to develop mm. largely unchecked right on the doorstep of the city of london the wealthiest square mile of earth mm. so obviously uh, it just kind of brought to light i think that's why it was so shocking at the time as well is like i was saying just then uh, because everyone in the city was a bit like whoa this is a bit too close to home. Mm. It's not every day you've got a serial killer on on your on your doorstep, is it? And mm. the way you would murder him was like mm. so shocking. And what you said as well, the wealthiest square mile mm. on earth—that's crazy. So is that a fact? Uh, I assume the city of London would have been at wow. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And this is just like just out. It's crazy that you can be just outside of that, and then you're in this like really impoverished mm. like section. So uh, I'll, I'll get back onto it. One of the problems with asserting the exact number of victims that Jack the Ripper had is the fact that he was never caught, so it is difficult to ascertain an exact number of victims. The generic Whitechapel murders file, the official name for the police investigation into the crimes, contains 11 victims, and it is generally believed that five of these were the work of the killer, now known as Jack the Ripper. Uh, So, however, it should be stressed that the idea of there being a so-called canonical five, which even that is pretty... When I was reading that, that's such like a crazy thing to think, mm. is that he had a canon of like, they know this is it. So they'd call it the canonical five, mm. the five that he killed. but no one knows because some people think it could be 11, some people think it could be eight, some people think it could be like two. Mm. But it might have spawned even more like copycat killers and stuff. Well. Yeah, mm. there, there could be. There definitely could be. Uh, the so-called canonical five five victims were Mary Ann Nichols, whose body was found on August 31st, Annie Chapman found September 8th, Elizabeth Stride found September 30th, Catherine Kate Eddowes found September 30th as well, and Mary Jane Kelly found November 9th. According to the common assumption at the time, all of the victims were prostitutes and all but one of them, Kelly, was murdered while soliciting on the street. So a bit of a focused one um in each instance the victim's throat was cut and the body oh i've lost my place in each instance the victim's coat throat was cut and the body was usually mutilated in a manner indicating that the murderer had at least some knowledge of human anatomy Mm. Uh, on one occasion half of a human kidney which may have been extracted from a murder victim was mailed to the police which we'll talk about later um the authorities also received a series of taunting notes from a person calling himself Jack the Ripper and purporting to be the murderer. Strenuous and sometimes curious efforts were made to identify and trap the killer, but all to no avail. The Victorian police faced numerous problems as they raced against time to catch the killer before he could kill again. A major one was the labyrinth-like layout of the area where the, murderers, where the murders were occurring. Uh, made up as it was through, like I said earlier, lots of different passageways and alleyways, few of which were lit by night. Uh, And of course, the detectives hunting the killer were hampered by the fact that criminology and forensics were very much in their infancy. Another intriguing aspect of the case is the number of letters that were sent to the authorities that either perpetrated to come from the killer or else offered suggestions on how the perpetrator of the authorities might be brought to justice Mm. Uh, the most famous of all these letters and the one that gave the murderer the name has ensured the longevity of the legend uh, and was the missive sent to the central news office in late september 1888 this was the infamous dear boss letter uh, that that bore the chilling though accurate signature jack the ripper Press coverage of this letter led to a veritable avalanche of similar correspondence that resulted in a police investigation almost being brought to meltdown. I think it's so crazy the amount of similarities there are to <laughs> this and the Zodiac one.
1: Yeah, like actual letters to the police. Mm.
0: Mm. And clues. like we were saying last week, once someone does it, there's so many more people trying to like yeah, copy yeah. it and doing the same thing. That then it makes it almost impossible to find the actual killer. Mm. Um, so it says... Yet the likelihood is that the person responsible for the murders was not the same person who sent this letter. Indeed, it was believed by police at the time, and the majority of modern-day experts are unanimously in agreement that the letter was in fact the work of a journalist trying to get a story. Oh, right. How mental is that?
1: Why? Yeah, that is mental, because you would think... Why would the journal- like that? Must have been an ego thing, like because mm. no one would have got paid for that story. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the journalist wouldn't have got like, oh, you know, you give me this story, we'll give you loads of money. Which sometimes yeah. you hear with like journalists and stuff. It's it just w- like- it's,
0: it would have been going to everyone as well. Mm. I guess it was just to create mm. news for the whole of the sort of yeah whole of the sort of thing. Uh, just on another note as well, uh, I was looking at some of the photos that they depicted of him. This one is such like a creepy photo. You uh, got this is supposed to be Jack the Ripper on the screen. Oh no, we you must be this? on the wrong PC. Oh no <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find the photo. Um Oh we could this is on YouTube. We yeah. could take a break and figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll we'll be we'll, we'll be that. right back and we'll be plug right in back. the right PC.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Mystery Mondays. We had a short break for some technical difficulties. (laughs) We're back, uh, and to refresh everyone's mind, we are, of course, talking about Jack the Ripper, and I've just pulled up a photo of him. (sighs) That is meant to be him. Look how creepy that is. Almost looks like a... It looks like a ghoul. It just looks like someone's done a, like a... Look, the the word crime on his head as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Imagine being, like, a prostitute in... um, What a weird thing to say. Imagine (laughs) being a prostitute in Whitechapel, but (laughs) imagine like knowing that that person was around and like mutilating bodies. That's it, and just knowing that you could be next—like super dangerous.
1: But is that some of the ladies that were killed as well? Like, oh, savage, isn't it?
0: Yeah, pretty brutal. But crazy. yeah, just the fact I find that so creepy—the fact that no one actually even knew like what he looked like—so mm. that so that you could just sort of fantasize on what yeah, this killer
1: looked like, like. And and like there was with the Zodiac killer as mm. well, there were um, there there were survivors. Some mm. there were some survivors, weren't they? Like there's some people that he shot or couples. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, but it it looks like with Jack the Ripper, he knew what he, he was made doing sure they weren't and, survivors. Yeah, yeah, so there was no one that could identify him mm. or or like. Give an idea of what he looked like.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. definitely like one of the m- most famous murderer oh, or serial definitely. killer. I think in in England, it's got to be the most. Yeah, yeah, It's got to be the most. Yeah, you can see definitely that the Zodiac would have been like a bit inspired by him, mm. which is almost like a bit twisted mm. in itself, isn't it? Mm. The fact that you would you can tell he would have known the story and be like, oh yeah, he sent letters to the police, and now he's this almost like not icon. But, Mm. like, you know, I guess he is, like, almost iconic in a way. He is, yeah. Because everyone knows his name and everything, and that's sort of what they almost want to replicate sometimes. Mm. So, we'll get back into the story. Uh, Many people have been content to leave it, but the letter writers most certainly were not. As October progressed, more and more letters continued to arrive. Then, on the 16th of October, 1888, Mr. George Lusk, The president of the Mile End Vigilance Committee received what is now the second most famous of all the letters: the letter from Hell. Mm, So it's called from Hell. hell. So I've got up a photo of the the letter as well. Oh, I'll find a better photo than that. There we Mm, go. Look Look at the writing and stuff. That's cool. It's a bit scary as well. He's he also like made loads of spelling mistakes throughout the throughout the. What does it even say? I'll read it out to you now. So I'll I'll go through what happened to Mr. George Lusk first and then we'll read the letter. So Mr. George Lusk was the main target of some of the strange events that surrounded Jack the Ripper and his letters. Uh, In the span of a few weeks, he was approached by several strange characters, the first of which he described as a repulsive looking man. These interactions ended with Lusk receiving a letter before the characters quickly made an exit. These were also There were also claims of suspicious characters hanging around outside of his house. So he must have been, like, terrified at mm. this point. they're all, And they're all, like, dropping off these letters and then, like, claiming to be Jack the Ripper. Uh, on Tuesday, October 16th, 1888, a small package wrapped in brown paper and bearing an indistinct London postmark was delivered to Lusk in the evening post. It was addressed to him by name and bore the name of his street, but did not give his house number. The parcel... G- The parcel contained a foul-smelling piece of kidney together with a letter. The handwriting of which was the same of that as the postcard that Lusk had received a few days before from one of those strange characters. Mm. The letter read, From hell, Mr. Lusk, Saw. I send you half of the kidney I took from one woman, preserved it, which is obviously preserved, it for you to to tother piece I fried and ate. It was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out of you. Only wait a while longer. Signed, catch me while you can or catch me when you can. Mr. Lusk.
1: Mr. How Lusk. Lusk? Ominous is that. So Mr. That's Lusk so is weird. the
0: name of the guy that he sent it to. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. How ominous is that?
1: I wonder why he was sending it to Mr. Mr. Lusk. What, what, so was he was guy? like
0: the head of, I'll find the actual name again. Of what he was the head of, but oh, the Mile End Vigilance Committee. But I believe they were almost like put in charge of discovering the mystery, right? And like finding it, and he was literally the president of it. Mm. So he was like the main one that was supposed to be searching him. And then obviously Jack the Ripper has sent that to him. It so was um, very nice. Yeah, that's a bit Hannibal-esque. Like, spending isn't it? all the words wrong as well. So like kidneys got no Y. Uh, he spent spelled nice with an S. Like, spent Knife without an E, spent Mm. Weight, W-A-T-E, and Wild, W-H-I-L. Almost like he's, like, crazy, but then he's also, like, smart enough. The same exact same thing that we're talking about with Zodiac, Mm. that he, like, almost had these clues that he was, like, not all there Mm. and making a lot of sloppy mistakes, but then he was Mm. also just, like, smart enough to evade everyone. Yeah,
1: yeah. So weird.
0: Yeah. So, Lusk's initial reaction, aside from cringing in disgust, was to dismiss it as just another sick prank, and he presumed that the kidney was that of a sheep or some other animal. His doubts notwithstanding, however, he sought the opinions of the other Vigilance Committee members, including the committee's treasurer, Joseph Ahrens. As it transpired, none of them shared his opinion that the grizzly package was a prank, and after getting a medical opinion, it was revealed to have been suspected that it had been a human kidney, and many believe that this delivery was from the real killer. Mm. So this is like the main one. Obviously, yeah. the dear boss is the one that gave him his name, mm. but this is the one everyone thinks that he actually sent, mm. which is pretty scary.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Like saying those times with the friend, n- not forensic evidence and everything. That mm. it would be so easy now to test yeah. if that was actually human, um, like kidney. Yeah, you or couldn't
0: not. send like a-, a letter now either, could you? No, no. Imagine that. That would be like diagnosed so quickly as yeah. the, as the f- fingerprints and stuff like that mm. um so despite the fact that no one was ever brought to justice or charged with the crimes there have over the years been more than a hundred named suspects who may or may not have been jack the ripper some of these sub suspects are fascinating whilst others are downright ridiculous aaron kosminski Thomas Cutbush and Montague John Druitt are suspects that fall into the first category, whilst Prince Albert Edward Victor, the Freemasons and Lewis Carroll belong firmly in the latter. So mm. they were like, people seriously thought it was them. Mm. I thought it was Prince uh, Prince Albert, who's like Victoria's, Queen Victoria's grandson. Uh, Lewis Carroll, who writ um, Alice in Wonderland. Ah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the Freemasons as well. So... In the early days, the police appear to have believed that the crimes were being carried out by one of the local gangs and thus their investigations focused on these so-called, so-called high-rip gangs. However, by early September 1888, the police had come to the conclusion that were the gang- local gangs responsible, the publicity and panic that the murders had generated would have led one of the members to inform on the others. So they would have thought mm. that they'd have basically snitched. Uh, By the time of the murder of Annie Chapman on 8th of September 1888, the police seemed to have decided that they were in fact looking for a lone assassin and began seeking ways of bringing him to justice. There was a great amount of speculation uh, that the killer demonstrated some amount of medical and or anatomical knowledge. Uh, To this end, police began looking into the activities of several medical students who had spent time in asylums. Right, okay. Uh, however, this line of inquiry drew a blank as the movements of these students were accounted for, and they were ruled out of the involvement. Mm. In and these also crimes. with
1: the um, uh, not being able to spell very well, you mm. think that if you're a medical student, like mm. one of the which might, must have been like one of the highest professions at the time, yeah, um, you would be know how to spell, yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, you got this yeah, like yeah. illiterate man that 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 um, that knows his way around a body like a medical student, but like yeah,
0: can't mm. spell and stuff's crazy. It's funny because. It, I think it's like a highly debated thing as well. And this is why people think some of them are like the copycat killers is because some of the murders will be like he'd have literally like dissected their their organs and stuff like really well. Mm. And then other ones, he'd just gone at them with a knife and just like slashed them. Completely yeah, up. yeah. Crazy. Um, so where was I? Uh, others disagreed that the murderer was demonstrating any great degree of medical skill and Opined that his abilities were little more than those of a butcher or slaughterman. Uh, the police therefore carried out extensive inquiries amongst the n- numerous local butchers and slaughterhouses, but yet again, nothing came of their investigations, and all of the alibis checked out, thus eliminating those interviewed as suspects.
1: Mm, that kind of makes sense, especially if you like mm. eating it. Mm. You, know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: cutting a bit of meat for the kill, yeah. <sighs> being a bit dis- uh, desensitized mm. to it as well. Mm. So, uh, throughout the hunt for Jack the Ripper, the police remained convinced that they were looking for a suspect who lived in the district, and on the whole, their inquiries and investigation focused on the neighbourhood where the crimes were occurring, which is fair enough. Uh, Over 2,000 interviews were carried out by the Victorian police officers. More than 300 people were actually investigated, and 80 people were detained in police custody. Mm. It is possible that Jack the Ripper was one of these, but none of these interviews, investigations, or detentions yielded anything concrete that enabled the police to point the finger at one suspect and say that he is Jack the Ripper. That's a bit, like, ominous as well. Mm. That they, like, there's a very good chance that they actually interviewed him or detained him, but they just couldn't put it to him. Uh, One suspect was Carl Fiegenbaum. Fiegenbaum? Fiegenbaum. Who was certainly a convicted murderer as he was sentenced to death after murdering a 54-year-old woman whose house he was lodging in, in 1894. You may have noticed that the above crime uh, for Carl Fiegenbaum was executed doesn't really make any mention of Whitechapel, nor of his uh, being in any way suspected of being Jack the Ripper. So nothing about this murder really tied him to it. Uh, So how did his name become linked to the Whitechapel murders of 1888? Well, in a nutshell, He reputedly confessed to having been Jack the Ripper shortly before his execution. Mm. It is noticeable that the British press didn't take much notice of the trial of Kar Fiegenbaum until, that is, following the execution, one of his lawyers made public an 11th hour confession. This hasn't come to be an accepted reality, however. So the... His, like, lawyers claimed that he was claiming it. Mm. But there's no actual proof. Mm. I don't even really know what an 11th hour confession is. If that's, like, the final confession that they make before they, like, go in the electric chair.
1: Yeah, that from... Yeah, I I don't know either, but that sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, I imagine the 12th hour hour is, like, the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: One of the other main suspects was Aaron Kosminski, that I spoke a little bit about earlier. Kosminski is of a particular interest because the two highest ranking officers with direct responsibility for the Jack the Ripper investigation also considered him to be a strong suspect for the Jack the Ripper murders. Melville McNaughton said this in his 1894 memorandum. So the son was basically claiming it was this guy called Cutbash. Uh, But there's, oh no, Cutbush, sorry. And he, this guy, Melville, basically claimed that it wasn't him. And then listed three people that he said there's a lot higher chance that it's these people than Mm. Cutbush. So this is what he said. He said that Kosminski was a Polish Jew and resident in Whitechapel. The man became insane, owing to many years of indulgence and solitary vices. He had a great hatred of women, especially of the prostitute class, and had strong homicidal tendencies... He was removed to a lunatic asylum about March 1889 and he was also said to have threatened his sister with a knife. So it kind of fits the profile already. However, there is still very little evidence linking Kosminski to the murders and although he showed many signs of mental illness such as schizophrenia, he was never actually classed as homicidal. In 2019, his family's DNA, so his mitochondrial DNA, was found on the body Of Catherine Eddowes via semen and blood, this, of course, adds a lot more credence uh, to his case, as he was a suspect long before this discovery. Although it's a piece of evidence that is still heavily debated and disregarded. I wonder why it's debated and disregarded. So, from what I was reading, a lot of scientists say that it's so it's mitochondrial um, DNA, but they were saying it wouldn't have been able to last that long. So, like, Mm. there's no way of actually knowing. But then there's other scientists claiming that the DNA leads back to him, Mm. which is a bit strange. Okay. Uh, Another person was Montague John Druitt. He was another one of the prime suspects. Druitt worked as a barista and supplemented his income at the bar by working as an assistant schoolmaster at a boarding school in Blackheath or Blackheath. Uh, South London that was run by Mr. George Valentine he is also said to have been insane uh, Melville McNaughton so the same guy that wrote about the last guy described him as being a doctor of about 41 years of age and a, f- a fairly good family uh, who disappeared at the time of Miller Court's murder and whose body was found floating in the Thames on the 31st of December i.e. seven weeks after the said murder the body was said to have been in the water for a month or more. Uh, from private inf- information, there is said to have been little doubt that his own family suspected him of being the Whitechapel murderer. Right. It was also alleged that he was sexually insane.
1: Sexually uh, insane. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That sounds crazy. I don't really know what that entails, <laughs> but um. I'm sexually insane. I'm sexually baby. <laughs> insane. Um, at the end of November 1888. For reasons that have never been satisfactorily established, Druitt was suddenly dismissed from the school. A month later, his body was found floating in a river. Mm. On the face of it, Druitt makes a strong suspect for the mantle of Jack the Ripper. The timing of his suicide would explain why the murders ceased after Mary Kelly was found dead in Miller's court. Then, of course, there is McNaughton's assertion that Druitt's own family believed him to have been the Ripper. Mm. On the strength of this seemingly strong evidence against him, there is great temptation to declare the Jack the Ripper case closed with the death of Montague John Druitt. Indeed, for many, many years, historians believed that to be the case and Druitt was the suspect of choice to many Ripperologists, which is an actual word. Mm. Uh, However, there are still many things to combat this as a lot of Melville's claims were proven to be wrong, such as his age and his claim of Druitt being a doctor, as his family were, but he wasn't. Uh, Since he committed suicide shortly after his dismissal, it could also be assumed that this was the reason for his suicide and not guilt. As I said earlier, there are way too many suspects in this case for me to go through them all, including Jane the Ripper conspiracies. That's like a big conspiracy. It was a Jane the Ripper instead Mm. of a Jack. Um, So I'll leave it there. One thing that's interesting is how no one really jumps out as the really obvious answer in comparison Mm. to the Zodiac Killer suspects. That was like my main takeaway from it, was that I was mm. reading it, and I think, for me, that Kosminski guy sounds like he kind of fits the bill, especially with that uh, DNA sample that they found. Mm. But when we were talking about the Zodiac Killer last week, it blew my mind how many because we were talking about it wasn't me and saying how many people there are that you could pin and go without hearing the other people it's probably that guy yeah whereas yeah, here yeah. like everyone kind of had an alibi as so they weren't there at this time mm. or... there was a lot more evidence like
1: with, with the zodiac yeah. as well so you could yeah yeah you could think, yeah oh, this yeah. And this and this, and this. yeah the dna one was a big one for me in that mm. like I what was it? What what was it called? What kind of DNA uh, was mitochondrial. it? Mitochondrial. Mitochondrial. So I don't even know what that means. But that is that like? Um... I
0: know mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's the only thing I do know from yeah, school. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. So is that so? It's pretty. It's pretty accurate then. Like that would have been. I assume so. Mm. I'm not too sure, but I mean, it, I assume it's accurate enough for them to. You know, it's not just like one thing matches him, because mm. otherwise, I guess they wouldn't pin that to him. Yeah. But every like, source says that, yeah, this DNA was found and it links back to his family's heritage mm-hmm. or whatever. So mm. kind of makes sense. Yeah, there you go then. Could be that. Yeah. Could be that guy. But that Cracing was anyway. Up. Mystery Mondays. Mm,
1: what do you think about Jack the Ripper? Yeah.
0: What was his motive? Mm. And why did he kill him? And who was it? Mm. That's the main question. Who was it? Um, join us next week. Are you doing Mystery Mondays next week? Uh, Yes, I believe it's my turn. Yes. Nice.
1: Nice. I'm excited for that. Fanals Mysteries, baby. Oh, yeah. And we'll
0: see you next week. Until then, goodbye.